We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime and Road of His Radio, brought to you by Bet Online and Indeed. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined by Sean Siegel. Sean, we had a really uh, awesome show, uh, it was really you know fun one to record with Pat Corain, uh, came out on Tuesday, hopefully all the listeners have checked that out, if you haven't already, head back and have a, a listen after you finish up this one, really good stuff with pat that was a fun show so no no pressure on us sean on this one we just have to to live up to the the expectation that that pat set us up with uh, on tuesday's podcast i don't know living up to uh, a show with pat <laughs> could uh, could put some pressure on here but yeah we're going to talk today about the running back dead zone discuss how running backs and wide receivers are doing in comparison to each other in some of these really high leverage rounds the rounds you have to hit on if you want to dominate your league we're also going to talk about how that relates to dynasty and make sure that owners are taking some of those insights and applying them to their dynasty rebuilds we talk a lot on the show about perpetual reloading you want to reload all the time you want that championship window to be permanently open the running back dead zone and how you play that plays a key role in terms of making sure you are in the playoffs every single season you consistently get those first round buys that give you the best chance to take home the most titles yeah that's the, that's the key and um looking forward to to diving into it obviously there's something that we've 
like we've looked at for for quite some time but like over the last season or two sean particularly like really since we've started in the podcast so we've, we've talked about this on a number of occasions particularly in the off season when we're we're drafting so um in terms of what, what we're looking at here i know most of the listeners have uh, probably heard us talk about the dead zone before but just for those who haven't do you want to give a quick uh, quick recap of how what the, the dead zone is yeah, so when we're talking about the dead zone, maybe most specifically we'd be looking at rounds three and four, where if you look at the hit rates, you look at the win rates, and you look at overall team construction, if you're drafting running backs in rounds three and four, then your win rates collapse, right? The returns from these running backs are extremely poor. The points that they score, what they do for your team, uh, it, it tends to be devastating, right? But a little bit more broadly than that, when we're looking at constructions in redraft and best ball and then taking this a little bit into dynasty when you're looking at that redraft adp those running backs in rounds two through six are going to hurt you and you can see this by pulling up our win the flex tool this is a great app that blair andrews has put together to help you look at how players drafted uh, really across all rounds but the biggest insight, I think, is when you pull up and look and see how running backs and wide receivers compare between round two and round six, you see these massive gaps. And then you think to yourself, I mean, that can't be right, right? I mean, this is just Rotoviz, again, trying to advance their zero <laughs> running back idea or their single elite running back idea. The gaps can't actually be that large or else people wouldn't project the running backs to score that many points drafters wouldn't draft running backs in those areas we wouldn't have this continued inflation of running back adp that we saw again here in 2020 if this is what history tells us then that just really couldn't be the case so we get this sort of dissonance between the reality which Blair's able to show us with these historical numbers and again, one of the things with the tool is you can go in and you can pick out the years that you want. If you think that 2019 is the year that gives you the best insight into what's going to happen in the future, you can do that. If you think that 2015 with the running back apocalypse, you know, it's just not really relevant. You can take that out. But one of the things here is I tend to look at 2017 through 2019. I think that that has the most similar player landscape you know we have a lot of the same guys from those three seasons would be active in 2020 we have a lot of the same play calling trends and so when we look at those three seasons we see this huge gap which again that doesn't feel right based on how owners are drafting and so then we can do some other things too where we take the range of outcomes tool which uses sim scores and takes historical players and tells us how they have done in future seasons so we want to check our work right we don't want to just use one tool even if that tool is giving us something very powerful and is giving us something very evidence-based we want to make sure we're looking at it through different perspectives and so once we get these sim scores and look at the projections that they have now do they tell us the same story and so the thing that we started out with or that i started out with in this article for monday was What's happening at the end of the first round? What's happening to people who have bad draft slots? Now, this season, in a lot of ways, is going exactly as we expected, right? You have those running back injuries early on that are taking out some key guys. That tends to happen pretty consistently. If you go in and look at 
the best ball win rate explorer, which is this crazy, fantastic tool that Mike Beers has put together. You can look at the win rates through different seasons in different draft slots, and you can look at it by position and see that, yes, the win rates early on are much higher, but because of running back injuries in those first couple of picks, not just in 2020, but prior to that, we do have some pretty low win rates as well. Well, this season with Christian McCaffrey missing a bunch of games with Saquon Barkley being out, now with the injuries to teammates really hurting Ezekiel Elliott, you know, we can see that there is some low scoring across there. But we also have what anybody who's drafting a running back is hoping for, which is we have a, a monster season from Alvin Kamara. We have Dalvin Cook with scoring more than 80 points just in the last couple of weeks. A big season from him. Christian McCaffrey returns. He scores 36 points. You know, uh, questions about if he's going to be able to play going forward and it's just three games for him but with that 36 point game he's back up to actually leading in terms of points per game so those top running backs are doing what we expected and what we hoped when we build our single elite running back teams which is a team like the chasing o team that we talked t team that we talked about on tuesday however once we get into the second half of drafts we start to see those win rates historically fall off the table and then that brings up the question of well if you have a bad draft slot, and there's no question that it is a bad draft slot, you can't really argue your way around it. If you're not getting exposure to McCaffrey or Kamara or Cook or you know Elliott before the injuries created a bad situation there, you're simply not expected to score as many points. How do we handle that? Now, in the preseason, we use the win the flex and the range of outcomes to discuss a couple of different combinations. One was going... Adams Hopkins or Tyreek Hill Julio Jones and the other one were sort of these stacks with Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake. We talked a little bit about this on the show that we did with Mike Clay, one of our most listened to shows, not surprisingly with Mike being so good. The outcome of that analysis using those tools suggested that the combo not just one player or the other but the combo of wide receiver wide receiver versus running back running back gave us an average advantage of 100 points you think about how many points that is if you apply it to a single player think about your favorite guy that you hit on or maybe your worst mistake where you wish oh if i had just drafted dk metcalf one pick earlier that kind of thing well (laughs) 100 points right we're talking about big big gaps and so then my first question in looking at where we are mid-season is whether or not that actually happened now you know we always have to be concerned that maybe an injury is going to foil the analysis because you know we don't know who's going to get hurt if you had been taken michael thomas into consideration and he's had the same problem that we have with saquon barkley where just really haven't gotten any play from him but we have these four guys Colin, looking at what the outcomes are here, what would be your main takeaways? Well, the outcomes, I guess, I, I know you mentioned this, you know, in terms of being like something that we look at and hope, not hope happens, but we expect to happen. The the actual current point at the midseason versus the preseason projections are like they are pretty pretty much 100 percent accurate in terms of how they they came and like this was something we talked about for people who were listening in the off season and you know when we're looking at zero rb or why to go that way is to be 
you know you have to be different if you're in that back half particularly from spot eight onwards and you have to be aggressive in terms of what your decision making is going to be but a lot of people wanting to go you know that lit lit first round early second round robust running back strategy and get you know somebody like jacobs and shelber mixing and drake like it's it seems like a safe option when it comes to the start of the season but at the end of the season only one team's going to win only one team's going to win the league uh, and basically what you have to do there is to take chances to try and make your team have the upside to be able to overcome your draft slot so if you pick say for example adams and hopkins or uh, julio jones and tyree kill it's giving you that opportunity to have two off the basically probably top four top six wide receivers in the league and it's giving you the opportunity to try and leapfrog those teams then who maybe do have running back injuries to go along with it or even without the injuries the way Adams and Hopkins have been putting up points this season so far puts you in a really good spot so what what we see here Sean is what we kind of expected in the preseason but the data has obviously shown at the midpoint that it, it's coming uh, coming along that way and you know if you say projecting forward how that's going to go you would project it forward that it's going to that gap's probably actually going to widen based on what we thought the the preseason expectations would be i would expect those four wide receivers to dramatically vastly outscore that now when we look at it the other question sean you asked is is it a you know is the dead zone in 2020 a myth or a graveyard and when we look through those those numbers in terms of ffpc adp back in august you know when we were doing all these drafts when you know when money was being put down to make those decisions like the the jump in terms of like if we go outside around one it really starts to spike dramatically in round two three four five as you mentioned all the way down to round six um and then even if you break that into points per game uh, round two we see 1.6 points per game and and the advantage to the wide receiver position if we just do it by position only and then round three we're up to it's just 1.2 of a difference so round three is the closest out of all the rounds when we get into round four uh, we're at a four point difference per game per player and then if it gets into round five um we're at kind of like four and a half points per game at that point so th- there's big differences as we go through and it mightn't seem like that much but over a season that's going to make a, a big big difference and you know as it shows in the the chart that you have in your article sean like you know the, the, there's gaps here of you know 30 30 to 40 points between some of the the rounds which is a, a monster difference over over the season but i think what it's showing is that you you've asked myth or graveyard i think uh it, it's definitely the the dead zone in terms of the, the graveyard uh, section of it um and it's been something that over the last couple of years has continuously been the case and you know it's obviously very early we don't know adp data for next year but those players that start to go in that range they're kind of almost they're always pulled up a little bit higher than they should be and then it's usually filled with those players who don't have you know the 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 pass catching role maybe or don't get the targets for ppr points and they're they're overvalued in those rounds and we kind of see that year in year out we're probably going to see it again next year but i think it's it's definitely not a myth in 2020 it's i can't you can't say a dead zone is alive and well but it's definitely definitely is a thing it is and and you talked about the advantage early on for those wide receivers it's hard to to really completely fathom just how big that gap is right so we projected about a 100 point gap right now if you look at the the two different combinations for the wide receivers they're averaging over 300 points you look at the two combinations for the running backs they're averaging under 200 points so even at the halfway point we already have the wide receivers up by more than 100 points you mentioned what the gaps are there in the dead zone 
The crazy thing here, I think, is that when you look at running back scoring, the average running back in round two, three, four, five, six, the only round, if, if you want to pick out the best round for the white, for the running back and the worst round for the wide receiver, then if you look at round three for running backs, they average 105.9 points, right? The worst round for wide receivers is round six. They average 105.4. So basically, if you're picking a wide receiver in rounds you know, four or five, you're getting a better value than picking a running back in round two. And that's, it's hard to fully conceptualize just how big those gaps are, but it goes right back to the win the flex tool and the insights from that to where, again, this is not something that is just happening in 2020. And it's not something that's happening in the complete absence of wide receiver busts either because even with this big gap i mean that's including players like odell beckham who weren't playing that well and are now out it's including you know very sadly for us Cortland sutton who we felt like was going to have a fantastic season and in, in the end it's just going to score nine total points on the year it includes a player like ty hilton who's been a bust and so even including wide receivers who have gotten hurt or who are underperforming the gaps here are just absolutely gargantuan. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't, you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause any time, and there are no longer term contracts. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you that important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed with our $75 free credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer they have anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through december 31st i'm dave cabin host of the rotoviz fantasy football podcast i wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting rotoviz radio we love producing these shows and we hope that you love listening to them as a thank you royal podcast listeners can get 10 percent off of a one-year rotoviz subscription by using the promo code 2020 rv radio at checkout We have some of the very best tools, articles, and analysts in the business and can't wait to lead you on the path to greatness. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get into the show. So Sean, in terms of like, you know, we want to hold some of this back and, you know, people can go to the website, get the full, get the full picture and and you'll get all the advice for themselves. Um, But in terms of like a, a kind of brief summary how how do you think we can work in it we're past the redraft stage for 2020 how can we make that work for us in dynasty right so each monday right now i'm putting a dynasty workshop up on the site and going through a variety of different types of topics different trade ideas and uh, hopefully little tactical discussions that will help people make trades that will help people you know look forward in terms of how to use their rookie picks how to create the right roster construction to put together these true dynasties and so looking at the running back dead zone and some of the things that we can take from that i had four recommendations for 
owners this week. Now, the fun part or the interesting part, the tricky part, is that some of them appear to be slightly contradictory. And so I'll encourage listeners to go to the site, check those things out, uh, see what questions they might have, and let us know, you know what specifics they want us to go to go into in more detail. But here are the four points for this week. Number one is if you have a rookie running back you believe in, don't hesitate to take that guy. Now, there are a lot of reasons to be concerned about rookie running backs. When we play the Pete Overett set uh, clip from time to time, explaining how just overvalued those guys are. But in order to have the firepower you need for your dynasty team, where you have to build a better than best redraft type of team, if you have someone you really believe in, don't hesitate to take that guy, but only take those guys. Only take the players you believe are going to be stars, not players who are going to be merely starters. Number two, acquire a lot of rookie picks, including second round picks, and use them at wide receiver. One of the things I mentioned in the article is a study I've done showing that wide receivers are undervalued in rookie drafts, but that especially in this area, sort of early, mid-second round, a lot of those guys end up moving into the first round once you look at those drafts several years later. So uh, this is kind of a a rich-get-richer kind of situation where players who win their league have the 112, and then the next year they're actually sitting in very good position to take some of the most valuable players you want to move around in trades. Some of those picks are easier to acquire, obviously, than the 101, 102. Number three, trade your stars too early instead of too late and emphasize young wide receivers in trades. The example I gave, and, and to an extent, this is cherry picking uh, someone who's been very successful, but Calvin Ridley, someone I didn't get a lot in rookie drafts, but he had that excellent rookie season and yet was undervalued, picked him up a lot there. A very strong year two, again undervalued, people discounting what he was actually doing on the field, picked him up again there. Ridley now, the big breakout this season, and creates that focal point, that foundation piece for you going forward. And if you want to spin him into somebody else, you're likely to get a lot for him. And so then that is point four. Don't be afraid to deal young wide receivers if you can use those players to create more paths to success, right? And the example I gave was this offseason where i traded dj moore in a trade that picked up chase claypool lavisca chenault mike williams paris campbell again a little bit of luck in terms of that going to my favor i didn't think dj moore was going to have a down season but with those four guys together then you have a lot of different routes to success claypool maybe not the guy i was expecting quite to the level of chenault we get a little bit of a flip there but by having multiple chances then you have more things that can go right And so that's another way to really build those rosters. All of this, we want to make sure that we're not completely fading running back, but that wide receiver is the foundation for our team. And if you're in leagues where maybe you start 10 and a lot of these are flexes, you want those picks, you want those starting lineups to be filled with wide receivers. Those are going to be the high scoring guys for you really really awesome uh, advice there from sean and anyone listening to the show knows that the advice is going to be awesome from sean anyway but this here article uh, you know maybe you're in a, a league where your team maybe isn't just going the way you want it to the trajectory might not be the way but you have some of those pieces that you can either acquire or move uh, this here piece is definitely something for you to be reading to, to get that team into tip-top shape um sean as we get ready to wrap up the show um every thursday we've been trying to get those recommendations and those questions in from the, the listeners i have a few here we're going to go pretty rapid fire through today we have one in from action jackson um he's wondering in uh one qb league 
Um, so it's a, he's currently in first place and he's looking to see what moves to make. He says, would you guys recommend trading to 2020? I would imagine this should be 2021 firsts, uh, currently projected to be around the 110 and 112 for T Higgins, or is that too much to give up? So obviously, if we're in Superflex, those firsts would have a little bit more value based on the quarterbacks that you can get. But in, in single quarterback, Sean, do you think two firsts is, is too much? They're almost, you know, you could nearly class them as... Uh, two seconds going that lit at the back of the first round yeah I, I like this trade i think that getting higgins pat had some cool stuff to say about higgins in the show on tuesday higgins was one of the guys that he was recommending to send out those buy offers for i think that you have a, a great chance here of being able to use higgins down the stretch if you're in first place and maybe higgins uh, gives you a little bit more of a margin gives you some protection against an injury maybe just as a higher scoring player than somebody you have in your lineup i think you're going to be able to use him in your playoffs this season and then very likely be able to trade him for more once you move into next year's draft maybe get a mid first and an appealing veteran guy you know maybe something like a dj Moore coming off this bad season you'd be able to pick back up i wouldn't pay a lot more than that because again those two first there they those go right in the range of those picks i was recommending that people try to acquire and so you know i wouldn't be looking at those picks and saying okay they don't have much value because they're at the end of the first round but i think higgins here is someone who could be you know a real foundation piece for uh for the owner in this particular case yeah i think that i think that's fair too and if you if i was giving up one pick i'd probably go as high i would say maybe the would you go as high as the 105 if it was a single pick sean just in terms of the overall value for t higgins yeah you might even go higher now we have some very very high-end prospects in this 2021 draft coming up but one of the things that we know is that the off-season testing then the draft itself where people land that can really foul up what appears to be just a no-brainer superstar kind of situation we saw that with this current draft where a lot of those running backs people really liked went into situations that immediately knocked down their value at least to an extent right and so if higgins is out there you know you've got a pick to go after him i think you want to do that yeah i think so too um in terms of the next question uh, we have somebody who is in first place we have somebody who's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs at all and it was uh, blake schultz sent it in via twitter um i'm out of the playoffs in my dynasty league and i've been offered dobbins jefferson and Le'Veon bell and uh, benny snell um for eckler rager and brandon cooks uh, in a trade so interested uh, sean in, in your thoughts uh, on that one obviously Le'Veon the veteran piece but uh the, the other so it's a, a four for three here um your thoughts yeah blake has a, a good trade offer i think the name that jumped out to me was rager and he's a tricky guy to give up we've only seen him play in the one game he looked like the real deal right off the bat we talk about this pretty consistently but he was very high in our wide receiver prospect lab projections at the same time if you can get both dobbins and jefferson i think you have to do that those guys are going to be worth more a year from now than i mean it's very possible that each of those guys individually will be worth more than the entire other half of the trade now with with rager on the other half i don't necessarily think that that's the case with eckler being you know young extremely athletic the chargers now with justin herbert looking fantastic in terms of you know what their weekly upside scoring is so you know this trade will probably end up being fairly balanced but dobbins and jefferson i think put it over the top 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think as well, I've I've said this lots of times, but I think Dobbins has always been a year ahead play, you know, for 2020, if we can get Ingram out of the picture, uh, you know, in Baltimore. So I think him and Jefferson, you know, the likes of Cooks in there, the likes of Le'Veon Bell, I think they're, you know, a wash in the trade. But I think if you're somebody who's looking ahead to next year and, you know, obviously Eckler at the running back position has an injury going to be a year older, even if he comes back for the rest of this season, uh, Rager's the hard one to give up. But what we've seen from Jefferson uh, so far, and we've seen flashes from Dobbins. I think uh, think it's a good trade. I, I I would be making making that one for Blake, a player um, that we've had a question in a while as well as uh, Deontay Johnson. And this was sent in before the Cowboys game this week, but it's a, a player who you know after kind of two weeks of the season, even in the preseason, we were all talking very very highly of. Uh, Pietaro has sent in a question, just kind of getting our thoughts on on what we think is uh, moving forward um, for for what we expect basically for him in terms of uh, fantasy his concern is kind of chase claypool's ascension um like that was something that we probably didn't think was going to be as big as it has been um and how that affects somebody like uh, deontay because it's starting to get to be quite a, a crowded wide receiver pitcher um there there um in pittsburgh it is at the same time deontay johnson has been very exciting it's almost for me the health issues at this point where when someone starts to have a lot of different injuries pile up and is having a hard time staying healthy then that raises a little bit of a red flag but when you look again at his rookie season and i think that sometimes this doesn't get enough attention when players really blow up as rookies and play well have that big push during the second half that is encouraging when you go forward and then when they start that second year and immediately look like above average starters then those are guys you want to go out and do almost anything you can to get johnson's target share when he's been healthy has been through the roof and that's on a team that like you said does have three other pieces it's not just claypool juju has made a push has gotten back into it recently james washington has flashed a couple of different times and is available to Roethlisberger, you know, usually as a deep threat, but another player who's there. I think that when you look forward, you're seeing this team as being Johnson and Claypool. And I think that within this offense, the top couple guys especially can score so many points. You go back a couple of seasons and you look at what Antonio Brown and Juju did together when they were both sort of playing at their highest level, you know, before Juju started to have a little bit of the leg trouble that was making him not quite as explosive we're talking about 200 guys around the 300 point level and the 300 points for a wide receiver is clearly difference making i think the bigger concern for me than claypool who could have a a beneficial effect where you know how do you you know double and triple team deontay johnson if you've got to deal with a guy who is essentially dk metcalf right how do you really take him out of the equation when claypool is on the other side i think those things work together and are going to be a net positive the concern would be how much longer does roethlisberger have and what contingencies do they have in place to deal with that we've seen the pittsburgh passing game really implode when roethlisberger isn't able to play and now he's got a little bit of a finicky leg again too so i'd be more worried about the quarterback situation here than the presence of claypool yeah i I think that's fair as well i'm just finishing off um i mentioned on monday show we've been getting some great uh five-star reviews in on different podcast apps and uh, i do thank all the listeners when they do that it helps move us up uh, the podcast charts and uh some some that have come in over the last couple of weeks have uh, you know the 
they're they can be quite special sometimes when you read them you don't expect to sometimes have the impact on people's days that you do uh, in terms of people mentioning at times you know it being kind of an anchor for them and their daily lives and obviously there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world at the moment so those ones are always very special to me when i read them so um any anyone that leaves a a review is always much appreciated the other one that came in sean that i thought was uh we should share with the listeners and that is this pod is so good that i don't tell anyone about it so uh thanks for leaving the five star review um and obviously keeping it a secret uh, so all your your friends and your your fantasy leagues can't have uh that advice because you want to have that advantage for yourself but uh it's always i I, that's one of the the most fun reviews i've I've seen us get yet sean but thanks to everyone that uh, does uh listen in and of course as always continue to spread the word uh off the podcast it's uh it's real fun doing it for all the listeners and um it's it's always a fun time talking with sean so much appreciated for those reviews uh, as always you can get yourself a 10 percent discount to rotovis nfl pass if you haven't signed up for one yet you can use the code 2020 rv radio at checkout or go to rotovis.com forward slash podcast it helps support the podcast network and most importantly it gets you access to all of the phenomenal content up on the website from guys like curtis patrick guys like uh, blair andrews hassan rahim sean of course himself Uh, just so many great writers up on the website at the moment and we're talking uh, about some of those great writers Uh, i wanted to mention that uh, hassan and blair uh, obviously do the road of his report and this week they had on jack miller who's doing tremendous work up on the website so have a listen and gain some insights from those guys as well a great way to start your week um after those sunday night games always up very early on a monday so really all that's left to do is wrap up the show and i hope you have a, a good fantasy weekend a good life weekend and uh, get a w this week to, to head towards those fantasy championships so Until we're back next week with another show, of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Football is back in full swing and you might not be at a game this year, but you can bet on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Head on over to Bet Online today to take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use our promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's all one word BLUEWIRE to get your welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.